This is Carson Wentz, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com and presented by mybookie.ag, where you can use the promo code ROSTER to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 over at mybookie.ag, again with promo code ROSTER. Byron, week four on waivers. It's just this, this has been a weird year so far. Uh, Hurting in one of my most important leagues, doing well in another one of my most important leagues, and it seems to all kind of hinge on what the hell has happened with all these injuries. It's been an important couple of weeks on waivers. What do you what are you thinking about this week? Well, I don't think this week is going to be as um, uh, maybe quite as pricey. You know, overall at the top end, I think there's going to be a couple of guys that folks are going to chase down pretty hard, Alex, but. Uh, think we'd seen like the last couple of weeks people really ready to come out swinging and of course we've saved our budget and uh spent prudently over the first few weeks so that we can be in position to really capitalize on uh these next crop of players they're gonna be very important coming up on waivers the next few weeks so fortunately for us prices are down a little bit this week i think there's still a lot of great opportunity i mean it's a huge waiver wire cheat sheet i mean the the wide receiver list is basically endless for those of you guys in super competitive formats uh i mean we got all kinds of deep deep super uh you know super competitive plays there at the bottom if uh, you're in a desperation situation and then um i think the tight end situation continues to look pretty nice streaming alex it's something we kind of anticipated before the season but i'll tell you man uh, the quarterback situation is pretty darn thin this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just – can everybody should just drop Carson Wentz at this point, right? Yeah, I have trouble understanding why he was coveted so much during drafts this year. I, that never made a lot of sense to me. I think it's just that air. You know, there's just kind of seems to be this – is he just not good what's wrong with him is it the is it the offensive i was just watching yesterday i can't believe how bad the eagles just look as a team and i know their offensive line keeps getting hurt and all this stuff and they don't they don't have you know don't have any of their wide receivers available to him and now deshaun jackson's hurt and now goddard's hurt and now it's like i've been trying like crazy man all day long and i hope nobody in our league listens to this uh in our one of our one of our leagues at least where i've been just I've been throwing out trade offers all day for Miles Sanders and where I feel like I'm just giving up, giving up a ton, you know, just because when I look at the, um, we got the new matchup tool up today over at rosterwatch.com. And it's always, always interesting to, when we get to week four, because it's the first week of the matchup tool where all the, every bit of the data just comes from the first three weeks. We still have some of our old evaluations and our old scouting grades, they go into this stuff that's just kind of evergreen that we just update every year 
But as far as the actual metrics from, you know, that we use, nothing is from the last six weeks of last year anymore. It's, it's all from this year. And so the matchup tool changes a lot. So if, you, if, if you're a pro member, go look. There's some matchups that are surprising. But as I look at the Eagles the next few weeks, man, it's a it's a tough, tough schedule for those guys. I'm sure you'll probably talk about it in the in the trade cast. I'm just I've had these Eagles on the mind. Just wonder what the what the hell's going wrong with them. And it, ha- it has me worried about Miles Sanders, too, because it, it, it feels like this team's going to go as Carson Wentz goes. And it, Carson Wentz is not going well right now. Well, I like the eight targets for Miles Sanders this week, Alex. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, uh, I was I, I was pleasantly surprised given the situation at Miles Sanders kind of bottom line. What do you go? He went over 100 yards, I think, this week. Did he, he didn't did go not? over 100. No, he did not okay. get the 100 yard bonus on DraftKings. That's for guess for goddamn sure. He, it, there, there was a minute there where he looked like he was going to get it there on the last drive. I think he ended up with like 95, 95 rushing yards and, um, you know, decent enough game. He, he didn't he didn't get there, though. He didn't score. And then if you just I mean, I had it pulled up earlier, but just his schedule the next few weeks. I think he's got what Baltimore and he's got Pittsburgh and he's got, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I'll pull it up because I, I brought all this, I, I got us off of this and brought it all up. So let's see the Eagles, the next, they're, they're at San Francisco, then they get Pittsburgh, then they get Baltimore and then they, they'll get the Giants in Dallas before they're by. So that's good. But this next three weeks doesn't look like it's going to be any walk in the park for Miles Sanders and, for a team that's got to win right now, like I do in that league, I need to try and I need to try and try and try and get rid of some dead weight like him and go, fucking Joe Mixon. Like, how bad is he? How bad is he? Yeah, I mean, that it's bad, man. I've got a Joe Mixon, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Devontae Parker team, and it's like, dude, I, I mean, I think I have a great team. I think my bench has been awesome. I haven't really been hurt by injuries. It's one of the few circumstances of just massive underperformance by like all the guys you drafted kind of early. I mean, I think Mixon's the main one that's been underperforming. The other guys have been hurt, you know, so it, it's a tough situation. And and Mixon's another guy we'll talk about on the trade cast. He's got hopefully a get right spot this week, but I mean, like just like Miles Sanders, Mixon's another guy that you're going to want to look to ship off your team. I mean, I'm out on Joe Mixon basically the rest of the season after this week, he's got, only a couple top 10 matchups left the rest of the entire season. And they don't happen until week 13 and 16. Like I think your season's over if you hold on to Joe Mixon any longer. I wish I'd sold him after week one and seen how bad the offensive line was, but uh, he has, he has Jacksonville this coming week. That's what I'm saying. This is the get, this is the get right right. spot. And then like, you got to get him up, got to get the value up and get him the hell out after this week, man. Right. right. I mean, Uh, I've, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. But I mean, that's, I, well, you said it about Miles Sanders. I think there's a handful of guys like that. And by the way, I'm seeing 22, maybe it was 107 total yards for Miles Sanders. It must not have been rushing. Out. Let me look and see. I don't, I don't want, you know, he had, he had 18, that, 18 rushes for 90. I know he did not get the three point bonus because it would have gotten me over the cash game and a lot more in my 50 fifties. Yeah. Well, the eight tar- I would say like, so for the difference between him and a guy like Joe Mixon, like I'm just irate. It's unforgivable how few targets Joe Mixon is getting in Cincinnati. He's like, he's the exact kind of guy that everybody expected was going to get targets this year, especially when Joe Burrow's throwing the ball 60 times a game. And like, I mean, the usage rate shows he's even in there, but he's not getting the targets, at least like Miles Sanders, you know, Aaron Jones, these guys, you can hang your hat on the facts. And you're looking down, seeing seven, eight targets in the box score, man. 
Gio Bernard's like a team captain and all this shit. They just like him. They just like him. They still think he's one of the elite weapons in the National Football League. They like to deploy him in very specific situations, and it screw it screws Mixon. So I mean, I, I just think Burrow's to- throwing to his wide receivers. Man, Drew Sample was eighty nine percent snap count last week. That's astronomical for a tight end, and he even ran routes, but he didn't get any target. Got one target. Like I think Burrow is Burrow. I is saw that the man. He be, dude. I, saw, I I I watched the morning routes. I went and looked at PFF. I don't have it pulled up right. He 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 he, he, he ran like thirty six routes. Yeah, it's like, nine it's like, I mean, so. Yeah, we'll have all that information. Throwing to the wide receivers. I mean, I think we should begin to realize that, and I think that's a perfect dovetail probably to the fact that uh, this is rookie wide receiver week on the week four waiver wire cheat sheet. Yeah, so let's just just talk about the waiver wire cheat sheet, and we'll just get started with it Um, right at at the very top. It looks like right at the very top, and rightly so, Justin Jefferson. Of course, you can find all this at rosterwatch.com with Byron's. Recommended free agent budget bids and sort of the exact order and the exact tiers that he has these guys in. But I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think anybody I don't think we got to put up a spoiler alert to tell everybody that Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings, probably this week's um, guy. If you're looking to spend up at the spend up at the wide receiver position and fortify that position for yourself. You know, he is clearly cucked. Ola B.C. Johnson. Um, 78% of snaps last week. I'm not even sure, like, did all the beasts even, I don't even know if he played or what. They put, um, they got Chad Beebe more involved, working him out of the slot. He had 34% of snaps, but nine targets, seven receptions for 175 and a touchdown last week for Justin Jefferson. Looking not anything like, um, I mean, just tell me if you th- thought it was weird that Justin Jefferson looked so good lining up outside and doing these things that we didn't really expect from him, given his prospect profile coming out of LSU. This is a former two-star high school player. People didn't know why he didn't seem to have the athleticism to really thrive at a place like LSU. People thought it was because of his route running, all this stuff like that. Then he goes just absolutely ber- berserk. In this game, we talked about, dude. On the we talked about on the Sunday morning show, we said, "How does this game have a have a have a forty nine and a half point total?" And why are people just ignoring it in DFS? Uh, like, I wish I would have stuck with my own principles there and just said, "Look, I, I'm going to stack this game in, in tournaments." E- even if I would have stacked it, I would have gotten on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> it it, it would have been feeling, I'm sure, but tough, man. It's tough. We uh, and, and look, uh, we have some, we have some people in chat. Looks like we got our guy Ronald Martinez, Hugo Juarez, Minion Hunter, um, Robert Volpe. Thank you guys for uh, ch- chiming in here. We'll we'll answer some of these questions here in a in a second. Also, just a quick reminder, man. If you guys are on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe and um, give a thumbs up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, we're, we're putting in a lot of work to get you guys some really solid quality content all week. Track not the Trash Man's uh, podcast is that quality, but this this is quality. The Tradecast, I think, is the most the most valuable season-long podcast there is in fantasy. Byron will have that tomorrow. And then I do the DFS walkthrough, which is a huge pain in my ass every Saturday. And we do it all for these ratings and reviews from you guys. So if you could please rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. At a certain point, if we don't see the ratings and reviews going up, the people who are the, 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 the decision makers behind the scenes in our company will have us put this content behind the paywall, just, just so you know. So please, Apple Podcasts. Just scroll down, hit the five stars. We would really appreciate it, and it'll help keep this stuff free. 
All right. Anyway, um, Justin Jefferson, your thoughts, Byron. You know, the thing with Justin Jefferson was it wasn't that he couldn't play on the outside. We just didn't see it. Right. So it was like all a projection with him. And so I guess it made it surprising less than maybe strange because we all knew he was a really good, a good freaking prospect. So, um, and you know, I had a lot of Keenan Allen to him who we see is obviously got versatility to move around. Another guy had a big day in there, um, yesterday. So, uh, I think he just looks silky smooth, man. It's, it's beautiful to see that he has that kind of explosive ability. And to me, it looks like he's going to slide right in for Stefan Diggs in that offense. That's that's crazy to think about. I mean, if he's sliding right in for Stefan Diggs and they continue to do like it's a bad, they're so bad on defense, Minnesota. Well, doesn't he they're look big, like a similar player to Diggs? Nah, I don't I, think he's I thought running that. around out there breaking those big plays. It's like, man, that kind of looks like Diggs running around out there. Well, you forget that you forget Justin Jefferson does have the sub four five straight line speed. I, I you know, right? Was he four four was he four four nine or was he four four three? Yeah, he ran he ran well in, in Indy, I remember. Enough that it made a difference. Look, man, people are asking about trades and stuff like this, man. Alja, look, thank you. He says, love you guys. I know this podcast is about the waiver wire. What do I do with Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon? We talked a little bit about, about Joe Mixon earlier. Um, but what you need to listen to is the trade cast with, with Byron tomorrow. He will, he will talk about both those guys with Mixon. I would wait till I would wait until um, after just, just listen back. I've already talked about it, but I'm per, I, where I own Mixon. I'm waiting till after next week. When he plays Jacksonville, and I'm going to try and sell high then. Um, all right. Underneath Justin Jefferson here, we do, we generally don't start at wide receiver, but there's not that many good running back targets this week. But I'll have to say, Byron, I did call it last week. I said the guy who's farther down this list, who's going to be at the very top, come when we do this podcast next time, is going to be Miles Gaskin. And sure enough, one week later, here we are, Miles Gaskin. Um, as far as the running backs, looks like he's at the top. Do you do you think that um, do you think that this can continue? I just I tweeted about this the other day. I'm just like, why did the Miami Dolphins trade for Matt Breida? Why did they go get Jordan Howard? Why did they? Do, I mean, is it just that they found out that Miles? Like they just they found out that they're just like, hey, we love we just Miles Gaskin's been great, and we just love him, and we're, and, and we're going to play him. I mean, he, my, Miles Gaskin's dominating the snap share and the touches. Well, he had the opportunity to be even higher on the sheet than he is, Alex. And the reason he's not any higher is because there still are concerns that this thing over time could deteriorate. Now, I'll tell you, to me, it's pretty clear the team's intention is to give him this opportunity. The problem is he doesn't look good. I mean, he looks good in spurts, but his yards per carry is pathetic. Um, I think he's still at major risk of that thing devolving to a timeshare at some point. It just it makes too much sense. And then the other issue I had with Miles Gaskin is on paper, it's um, supposedly a decent matchup. I think this week at home against Seattle, who basically shut down Zeke this last week. But beyond that, Gaskin's got like I think he's got three, three tricky matchups in the next four weeks. So Gaskin is a guy that um deserves the acclaim and the attention right now and i think just the fact that people are desperate in their leagues um now hell we're starting to see the very beginnings of possible covid swindles in our leagues now we'll see if that manifests or not but like we've been you know in the preseason everybody's worried we're going to really be going to the waiver wire and deep to our benches because not just injuries that we've seen that have been nuts but eventually there's going to be some possible wacky business with 
COVID and teams getting schedules and games switched around. So who the hell knows? Um, but uh, is there so been, I think I, I'll, I've been picking up my kids and stuff since since that hit this morning. There haven't been new news about that, right? There hasn't been any positives from it from from Minnesota, has there? There haven't been any new news. No, but from Tennessee morning. and yeah, I mean it's just like players are testing positive. There's personnel in Tennessee that tested positive, and so. I think they're going to try. They're saying they can probably play without any practice this week. But, I mean, I, we'll see if this is isolated. But this is what everybody expected 60 or 90 days ago, that this kind of well, stuff I mean, was going to Did you see Goodell's, like, Goodell's memo? Did you see the memorandum he sent to teams? It's just like, it's just like all right, well, here it is. This, this was expected. So it was what happened. We're going into the protocol for this. We're going, like, we, we knew there were going to be cases. If we can't, I mean – I, it's been crazy. It's gone this long. Where you know, what week I'm three, saying AJ is that was our first, our first one that yeah, we saw. Like, which mean it may not be as big of an issue as everybody thought. But I just, I think you know, it's something to watch out for. There's already been more than enough injuries to make up for any, uh, any, any kind of like benefit that's 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 been available from the COVID angle of things to begin to begin the season. Now, I'm just saying, I think all of that still puts upward pressure on a guy like Gaskin that I. I do have real concerns about overpaying for and on the waiver wire for any type of like long-term solution for my team. But that said, by default, uh, he belongs at the top of the heap this week, Alex. Sir, there's, there's people asking about Carlos Hyde, whether or not they think, whether or not we think he's a good pickup. He's right here on the sheet, sort of right under in that very next tier. Uh, you, you guys who are in the chat also, if you all have uh, players who you're wondering whether or not you should drop them, put them in here just say should i drop so and so or whatever you know whether or not you're okay to drop these guys and byron and i'll go over that at the very end about you know who we would drop uh who we would pick up etc cetera, etc cetera. so what about carlos hyde byron i don't I, I think it would be stupid to play chris carson this week because i believe that chris carson isn't seattle's buy in week five don't they have an early buy, Seattle? I can, I can, I'll pull it up. Just let me just see. So running back strength of schedule sheet. And as usual, very, very uh, – no, so they have a week six buy. So – but, boy, man, if you could get Miami and Minnesota out of Carlos, what if they just sat Chris Carson out through, through the buy? Or maybe do they not? Because they're not – they're not um, – they're not tied to him long term. He's in a contract year. He just hired Murphy McGuire over at Octagon Sports to be his new agent and get him signed to a, either get him extended there in Seattle or get him a new deal. Unless Seattle's really thinking about extending him, I, I don't know. Like they might not care about taking care of him. What do you What do you think? How long do you think we're, we're going to have Carlos Hyde here? Well, I'm not sure we're going to know before you have to put your waiver claim is claims in and they're processed tonight exactly what Chris Carson's status over the next few weeks will be. The indications are there, you know, say he, he may play this. To me, regardless, Carlos Hyde is going to be a flex play this week, whether Carson plays or not. Um, if, obviously, if Carson doesn't go, he's going to become much more than a, a flex play. So, Right. Uh, you know, the other thing is that at this point, if you're a Carson owner that don't, doesn't own Hyde, it's paramount that you own him. So Carson deserves some real speculation this week, Alex. And I oh, think Hyde, Hyde, Hyde does. I mean, I mean, I mean, Hyde, Hyde right. you know, deserves a real speculation this week. And I think 
it's going to depend on your situation. Are you a Carson owner? Are you looking for a, a one-week play? I mean, do do you think that he's going to be available as the starter for a couple of weeks? I think that'll all factor into uh, to you know what what the winning bid is going to be in your league uh, this week on Hyde, Alex. But yeah, I, I think he's a flex play regardless of what happens with Chris Carson this week. So in that situation, like there's a lot of a lot of players that need to look at picking him up and getting him in their lineups this week. Rex Burkhead saved my ass this this weekend and in, in one league. Um, That's just crazy. I'm go- saved my ass. This was like the Rex Burkhead Jeff Wilson week for you, but all it's that cra- paid you know off. Huh? You know, you know what's crazy is I dropped Jeff. It You're was starting it, it was, to turn it was, into a trash my, man. It was for my second flex spot in one league. I dropped Jeff Wilson at the very end to pick up pick up Rex Burkhead, Sexy and I like, it was just like I wish I could have started both those guys. Um, but so. I'm, but I'm I'm glad to see what a you miracle, didn't. Man. I'm glad what to a see miracle. that you didn't go. I mean, that was such a thin play. That's not going to happen again. James White. Here's 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 my deal. People are going to act touchdown. People, <laughs> people are acting like James. I mean, James White. I mean, it's just terrible what happened to him. But like, you just put the timing of it together, right? It was he was on his way to that game whenever he got the news about his parents get being in the car wreck, and I believe very very sadly that his that his father um succumbed to his injuries our thoughts and prayers of course with 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 them but i just remember like um you really think james was gonna 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 miss another week he's missed two games like when like i remember when i remember when my dad died and everyone's different but when my dad died god rest his soul i remember i took like a week off from from work and that was basically it was basically like you know, he passes away and the family comes together and mourns and you, you know, and then like the funeral comes along and you have the services and stuff like that. And kind of after the services are over and stuff like you, you kind of want to get back to work. You kind of want to say like, man, I thought fucking, I'm, it's not, I can't keep living like, like, like I got to get my mind off this a little bit. I mean, I, I miss him and I don't, you know, but like, I got to get back to work. You know, I, I don't think James White's just going to keep on missing. I mean, what is, what is Rex Burkhead worth if he's, if he's, if, if, if James White is back, I don't understand. Are people thinking James White's going to be out for an extended period of time? I mean, maybe he is. I don't, I don't know. Everybody mourns differently, but like, I don't get it. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing James White talked about, or Rex Burkett talked about is, you know, a, a priority pickup this week. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you don't have him listed in, in that same section. Yeah, I think he's just a wild card flex play. That's all he was last week. I mean, forget about the results. He was still just in a, a good match. He was in a, in a good match. That's fine. But you hit a one outer, getting three touchdowns on a Rex Burkhead when he's like through. Still, you got JJ Taylor getting touches. Michelle got some touches. So it's it's a very it's a wild card flex play, and you got Damian Harris potentially coming back into the mix now too. If, so if, I, if, if given if how were me, happy those running backs are, I'd rather speculate yeah. on maybe talented young guy at some point getting a chance. Yes. To I'm glad that you put Damian Harris over thing. Burkhead. Yeah, man. Like I'm putting in my, I'm putting in my waiver claims where da- Damian Harris is owned everywhere, but I, um, I'm, I'm trying to get him as a throw in on some of these Miles Sanders trades I'm trying to make right now. I'm trying to get, you know, trying to get like Miles Sanders plus Miles Sanders plus a, you know, like a Tyler, like a sell high Tyler Boyd, plus um, something like that for a for a for a Jonathan Taylor plus a Damian Harris, 
to see if I can make something like that work. So if you can get Damian Harris to throw in like that or get him for on the cheap, I think that that's totally fine. Anybody else here? I mean, Jeff Wilson, we probably should hit on the San Francisco guys. I, I, I'm not much of a believer in Jeff Wilson, but, you know, he did get, you know, we said it on the show. We said it on the pod. I mean, he, he gets touchdowns. They- Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Trust him down there. I'm... I'm not. In, I'm not sure how interested I am, but I. Well, I saw, but I have not examined. I have not examined San Francisco's matchup for this week. Or wait, that, I guess they play Philly because I just talked about how, how Miles Sanders has. Like, just yeah. Joe Mixon struggled in this matchup this last week, but uh, 49ers have a better offensive line and a really good coach. I just think Kyle Shanahan is one of the very best coaches in the league. Uh, his offense is amazing. His teams are prepared the way he calls plays, designs plays. I just think he's absolutely one of the brightest minds out there. Uh, so I like, especially in the run game, really the entire offense, but especially in the run game. So I think that Jeff Wilson stays on the list just based on the fact that if, if uh, Mustard's still out, that, it's never a horrible idea to be, you know, attached to Kyle Shanahan, even even if it's in a more difficult, you know, matchup. And granted, the matchup on the matchup tool is kind of is not incredibly daunting against the Eagles. That was just uh, again another pitiful, I think, performance by Mixon in the run game this last week, and the Bengals in the run game this last week. There, there are a lot uh, of Jeff people Wilson can still be sure. played, Alex. If 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 you need, I don't. I'd probably play Jeff Wilson over Rex Burkhead. It'd be close, but I'm. Yeah, I think of course I'd, you would. I'd yeah, play Wilson yes. over Burkhead. Yeah, yes, of course you would. Let me see. I just look, man. People, um, Malcolm Brown. Uh, all right, Minion Hunter. I'm writing down all the names of people asking if they should drop people for others. We'll, we'll answer at the very end. This one, I just want to tell this guy. I think I want to tell him to tell him to run to accept this trade. He got offered Kenyon Drake for Daryl Henderson. Are we to the point to where we're not going to take that trade? So he okay. Yeah, he, I would take well, him. Especially Drake is a Drake's got Carolina this week. I mean, it's a yeah, great yeah. You go, yeah, you. I, I would go. I, I would go take that. I would go take that trade. I just think there's less um, question marks about that yeah. situation, and it's a good yeah. offense. That said, the Daryl Henderson situation looking pretty nice right now. He's made, he's, he's gonna he's gonna make me look like a make me look like a fool for just believing that LA was just ready to give up on him. We'll see. He's, I I don't know if that what he, what he's doing is certainly not sustainable, and I I don't know if. I don't know if they're going to be able to give him the same kind of give him the uh, give him the the same kind of volume. It is fall, and in my bookie, that can only mean one thing: it's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple: make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to use. Use promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. 
Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie, but you have to use promo code ROSTER. New customers receive a 100% deposit match, so that's double your first deposit up to $1,000. So if you put in $100, you get an extra 100 to play with, but you have to use promo code ROSTER at MyBookie.ag. All right, Byron. Let's move on here to the wide receivers. We talked about Justin Jefferson already because he's kind of the – he kind of is the he- the headliner here for the entire week, right? But there are other guys, man, and some of the guys that people are asking about in chat are some of these types of players that we've been uh, that are that are here on the sheet. Um, people are asking should they drop um, should they drop Lavisca Chenault to pick up T Higgins? Like I, I I personally think all of those I think both of those guys are guys that should be owned right now. Um, but after what T Higgins did, you know, after what Brandon Ayuk did this weekend, how did you sort of, how did you sort of come to terms with this tier right here with guys like Ayuk, Higgins, et cetera? I mean, I think they're all really good young players in good spots and they're getting action early. So I don't think like this is the whole group of players. You don't have to spend as much up on as Justin Jefferson, but could easily turn out to be, you know, a comparable value to him, you know, as the season progresses. Um, so I, I love the second. Look, we tell you every week, you don't have, it's not a mandate to go after the top guys on the sheet every week. I mean, they're the high priority, high price guys out there every week, but uh, more than, more than, more often than not, you're better suited to go after some of the lower price guys on here. And um, uh, you'll come out, you know, much better like that over the season. You'll save budget and uh, you'll be able to kind of cultivate more of these players. And I, I think that this this second tier is very representative of that, Alex. There was one non-rookie that kind of like, which guy, which uh, which one's not like the others in that list, Alex, that um, they're in that second tier? Uh, is, is it the golden son, Anthony Miller? Well, I, 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 you could make that argument, but there's another one in there that's not like the others. So I've kind of see. Oh yeah, I see that one. I'm not sure how much I buy into that one. Like, let, let's just talk about it. it Scotty Miller, are you gonna? Are you gonna? I, Brady seems to like him, and, and Godwin could be. Godwin could could miss some time. If that's the case, Scotty Miller's Scotty Miller probably should be. He should definitely be 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 picked up. I'm not sure what kind of budget. I'm not sure what kind of budget allocation. I would. I would put towards a little player like that but um yeah man he should be like you know, got a role. you know what else good. brady likes him he liked him in camp when i was there i think no if you have if you miss if godwin's gone for a couple weeks i mean i think scotty miller's gonna get a lot of action do you know do you know who i think who, who else doesn't fit in that kind of fits in a little bit with the scotty millers of the world who i think might should be in that same tier believe it Hunter or not renfro is gonna go big in the cooper cup role this week against the bills well, no, it's another guy in that in that same in that same in that same game, and in that same class of player, a real Cole lunch Beasley. pail guy. Yeah, lunch pail guy, coach on the field. You're not worried about Gabriel Jim Davis. Rapp. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I just know, I just, I guess Gabriel. Yeah, I should have thought about Gabriel. How, 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 how did Gabriel Davis' snap counts look? I think the snap look counts are respectable. It was Beasley who had the yardage. Gabriel Davis, 74% of snaps. I mean, 81 yards on four targets. Cole Beasley had set. Cole Beasley leads the team in targets, though. And, and dude, Josh Allen's bills are on fucking fire. If 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 John Brown's hurt, I think Beas I think Beasley's a good pickup. 
He's a good pickup. I feel like a trash man, but uh, he's, he's pretty high on the list. And I mean, the thing is, yeah. is that Beasley was on the list frequently last year. And I just, the thing with him is, you know, he, like any of these guys, I mean, you start to chase their points and a lot of times it doesn't really work out. So you, you kind of keep that in mind, but I think as a one week play, Beasley is, is totally fine. And, and to your point, if we find out that Godwin's going to be back this week or something like you know, or next week, if we hear that, then I think it probably moves Miller, you know, Scotty Miller down a little bit, but like he, he's a bona fide piece of that offense. I was at Bucks training camp. Brady loved him at training camp. And I just say, no, Godwin, if you need to play, I, I think it's a comfortable play. I'm not really not worried about it. Like Brady looks for him. Right. I mean, so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's a little word of caution from you on a guy like Scotty Miller. You can be a little bit more careful, but, uh, I think if you need a win now, he's a guy that you'll have to really look at. Our buddy, our buddy West, man, he's sending me all these text messages about his cockamamie prop bets for the for the presidential debates tonight. Listen to this one, Byron. I can't believe that this is even a bet. Will Trump will Trump mention Joe Joe Rogan? What do you think the odds on that are? Yes. What do you think the odds for yes are? Like plus four hundred. Yeah, you do. Oh, all right. Well, no, it's it's at plus five hundred. I would I would put those odds at plus sixteen hundred. He's not going to mention Rogan. He would. He would he's never going to mention Rogan. What a sucker bet that is. The, the no is minus one thousand. I would bet. I'd bet that one all 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 day long. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Any 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 of these other White House that you want to? Any these other White House that you want to talk about here? Uh, here. Yeah, I think Renfro is an important guy this week. It uh, looks like the Raiders are totally banged up at the wide receiver position. Renfro had a big week this last week, but it's the same matchup Cooper Cup got and just went bananas here against Buffalo. So I think it's a sneaky one uh, to look out for. Um, you mentioned Anthony Miller earlier. Um, I thought the trash man had it right that you know losing Tariq Cohen – is probably a boon for Anthony Miller, a guy who I, I think we should protect. Oh, that, that's a good forward. point. I forgot Trashman well, wrote that. Along yeah. with just the Nick Foles, like that's that's. I mean, that's the game changer. And I mean, the, the, you got to remember the Bears were two and zero going into this. Like nobody knew Nick Foles was about to come in. I mean, the Bears were undefeated, so getting this is like an early gift uh, if you're invested in this Bears situation at all. So I think Miller yep. is a direct a direct beneficiary. And then kind of the corollary to that, Alex, I think a more creative idea is that further down the list, the loss of Tariq Cohen could really create some opportunity for Cordero Patterson and or kind for the, of or a, for the Mooney uh, kid or, or for the Mooney kid. I think that they like him too. Uh, Ronald, Ronald Martinez is like, look, Brian, Brian, Brian Hill's definitely on, on the sheet sheet for sure. And as a girly owner, I'm thinking about using a little bit of, priority or, or fab money this week to go and get Brian Hill because there were a couple plays that Brian Hill made where I was like, oh, they're, they're going to look back on film at that and they're going to say um, he needs maybe, more touches. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe Gurley wouldn't have made that play, you know? So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And look, Ronald Martinez, he keeps on asking about like, what about Greg Ward? What about Brian? Hill? Like we're not touching on every single guy. You, you have a pro membership over at Roster Watch, so you can go check out the, uh, the the sheet and see where we have everybody, ev- everyone listed over there. Um, well, and the reason we can't mention every player, Alex, is because we go deeper than any other organization in the industry. That every single week we have over seventy five waiver wire pickups on our waiver wire cheat sheet. So this is it's it's a it's a 
enormous list and it's um, given gives people even in the most competitive situations a lot of options. And if you want to be one of the most competitive owners in your fantasy league, one of the smartest things you can do is download the Fantasy Life app. Guys, I'm being serious. I, I, I have it right here on my phone. It's free. Uh, we, we, we use them for the news alerts and for the community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anybody else. They monitor thousands of reporters. So you don't have to. And they send important news as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at fantasylifeapp.com. I shit you not. I, um, I was I, I was hesitant to download the the Fantasy Life app. I can't I can't believe how awesome the, the Fantasy Life app is. With just just the news alerts, I literally, man, like for me, it's like it's great for it's great for my job. It's it's great for my work that I can just you know that I'm alerted. But like I whatever kids they have monitoring the monitoring the twitters for this stuff man they are fast because they get the, they, they 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 get it fast so download the fantasy life app and uh, help us out there all right byron uh court tight end quarterback anything you want to say as you can see the sun's starting to come down here in austin on the back of my backdrop um anything you want to say about tight end and quarterback we usually kind of breeze through these before we get into the guys that we should or should not be dropping I mean, Dalton Schultz really emerging as a solid option. I think he's an important tight end pickup if you're still in the market there. I finally saw a little life out of Gronk, and I think the most important thing was that he was like a 90%. His snap counts were astronomical. Don't quote me on the number, but they far exceeded O.J. Howard. You know, will it stay like that week to week? I don't know, but I still think in the end that the connection between Brady and Gronk, especially with Godwin out, um, can be a, at least a relevant one in our fantasy leagues. Logan Thomas, the production hadn't really been there so much, but the targets have, and I, it's not been like you've been getting goose egg by him. So you got to expect there'll be a breakout at some point. I think he stays, you know, viable and relevant. I mean, Jimmy Graham, it's like a blast from the past. Who the hell knows how long this can continue? But I, I hate to, say, I hate to say it, but he actually looks a little bit good. And I mean, he looks like he's a part of the game plan. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's nine targets this week. He doesn't. Look, he he doesn't look as stiff as he did when he was in Green Bay. I don't know what it is. He looks a little like. I think it's the dark uniform. Maybe dark it could. Not, I I I have no idea what it is. He looks like he took Eric some yoga. Ebron, yeah. Eric Ebron has been on the uptick on a weekly basis. He's beginning to come into focus more as maybe the fringe tight end. You know, one streamer option that we were kind of hoping preseason pre-draft um and then a couple of trash men i mean mo alley cox starting to really kind of bite into that thing with jack doyle and just looks like the bigger yeah. sicker beast especially Player. in the red zone and then yeah and then and then robert tanyan in green bay i mean this is ultra trashy but uh we'll see if it can continue but the way aaron Rodgers is playing it, it looked like he's He's picking up some targets this last we've week. We've been Italian since, since since last year in our CRSXM IDP Dynasty League, man. So at least we have that thing looking up for us after all this Darius guys nonsense. Uh, all right, quarterbacks, whatever, man. You guys can go look at it. Look at the cheat sheet. Quarterbacks suck this week. So um, hopefully you picked up a couple. And if, 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 if not, you can always come ask us questions in the uh, – come ask us questions in the comment section if you're a pro member over at Roster Watch. All right. 
can you drop these players, Byron? Can can you drop them for any of the hot waiver pickups? A specific question: Should he drop Lavisca Chenault for T Higgins? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Can, can at this point can we can at this point can we drop Henry Ruggs? Yeah, I think so. I'm not going to, but I think he can. I'm not going to. I don't think we give. I, I would, dro- sure I would drop. Him for any, I would drop him for any of these second tier young rookie wide receivers we talked about today, okay. Alex. Dallas Goddard fractured ankle. I think you can drop him. I mean, it, the fact is, he's unless you, if you if you end. don't have an IR slot, if you if you don't have an IR slot, if you have an IR slot, of course, put him on IR. But yeah, it's going to be hard. I've, I have to drop him in, in a keeper league in a year that. A year that they're going to get rid of Zach Ertz next year. I'm, I might hold on to him. Um, Paris Campbell, same thing. Can you hold on? It looks like that's going to be surgery now. Now they're saying it doesn't look like he's going to end his season. But that this the the whole like lot of lot of lot of goalpost moving moving in the year of our Lord 2020. This goalpost keeps fucking moving with Paris Campbell because at first they said it's just a three week IR, just an MCL sprain, blah blah. Now they're saying that. Um, now they're saying that, you know, we don't think he's going to miss the season after his surgery. It's like, I what? Mean, injury Since bad. when do we start to start talking about surgeries and season ending? Like now, like it's goalposts, man, getting moved. So I think we can drop him. Um, what about Curtis Samuel? Oh, he can be dropped for sure. You know, Curtis Samuel, I was thinking to myself earlier, he would benefit so much to be traded to another team. If I was another team out there, now I don't, I guess, I don't suspect they'll do it given what's happened with McCaffrey, but I sure would be sniffing around on Curtis Samuel if I was another team that needed a little help on offense in the league. And he's a, he is a good player, just not being utilized uh, properly. Okay, how about Tony Pollard? Drop at your own risk if you're a Zeke owner. I think if you're a Zeke owner, you have to hold him or you should hold him. If you're anybody else, you should try to trade him to the Zeke owner before you drop him. But if you need to, drop him tonight to make a waiver claim. I mean, I think you can do it if it's an important claim. I, if we've gotten this Zico. one a bunch, man. We've, we've gotten this one a bunch. But Josh Josh Kelly, there's no fucking way. I'm I wouldn't Josh drop Kelly. him. Like, he has a bona fide role, right? I mean, Austin Eckler looks awesome. I'm so, I feel so good about – you know, we got pretty bullish on Austin Eckler this offseason, Alex, and I'm feeling pretty darn bad on that one right now. Looked really, really bad. If this thing goes back to Tyrod, it's going to be bad. I wouldn't How mind if I would. Tyrod, if 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 Herbert gets hurt, he's dude. That guy's running around a lot. If he goes back to Tyrod, he's, he goes back to being fucked. Speaking of that, what about Mike Williams? Fucked, dropped, too injured for too many years. Injured all the time, man. It's a disappointment. I, I hate to I hate to quit him. I still think he's got the talent to be a guy at some point, but dude, he's he's always hurt. He's always hurt. Somebody some somebody's saying that should they drop Darius Slayton for Justin Jefferson? And before you answer that, like I would say, I hate when I get these questions and I press people farther and I say, Do you have a backup quarterback or a backup tight end or a backup ancillary player at some kind of cockamamie kicker or defense? And they tell me, Yeah, you know, I I have I have I have three quarterbacks. Or yeah, like I'm trying to hold on to Young Way Ku until he comes back. So I'm, and, <laughs> you know, but, that, but this happens in the comments at, at Ross yeah. all the time, and I'm just like, you know, don't come to me asking me if you should drop good players 
at positions like running back or, or wide receiver, whenever you're holding on to a backup quarterback or, or a backup tight end. Um, so whoever asked this question, you can let us know if that's the case. Um, and, and you will be scorned here on the live stream in front of, uh, in front of all these people, if it is, <laughs> but just saying it's not is Slayton a guy you could, you, you would drop for just, do you, do you covet Justin Jefferson that much? It's a really close call. I'd probably look at the schedules. I'd look at the snap counts. It's, um, that's that, that's not a decision that you should be making. You should have another drop candidate besides Slayton, unless you're in a 10-team league maybe, I guess. Right? Tom, people, are very, people are very, very concerned about, about Slayton at this point, Alex, if he's just like a total, you know, kind of boom-bust, unreliable, you know, player. I guess the injury to Sterling Shepard makes me feel a little more comfortable that like Slayton is a guy that they need to get the ball to, but I don't think Shepard's out indefinitely. And uh, there's still other guys. I, I think Golden Tate's like an interesting low end wide receiver pickup this week. Like to me, he's not maybe going to have a big ceiling, but he's probably going to be at least relevant as a low end flex here over the coming weeks. So I, I don't know. That's a tough one, Alex. I, I, I would, con- I would certainly consider it. I would certainly consider it. Just a few more. There are three that I – so I don't think you drop J.K. Dobbins right now. I'm not dropping him. Not doing it. He played 43% of snaps. He, play, he, he played the most snaps of any running back for the, for, the, for the Ravens last night, right? We can't be dropping him. Well, And he's the kind of player they need to beat teams like yeah. the Chiefs. So, so I, yeah. you would think that they would start getting him more involved because they're going to need him in the playoff. They need the firepower with Dobbins. You're not, dro- you're not dropping Malcolm Brown yet, are you? If I needed to, I would. The I mean, Mally Cat? If I was like a Cam Akers or some. If I don't, yeah, I think I would drop him. I mean, what are you going to do with Malcolm Brown? He's not really a handcuff. I guess he's a flex. It he's depends on who you're dropping him for. I would drop him for Carlos Hyde maybe if I needed to play this week. I don't know. It's a close call. I'm maybe I don't think not. I'd drop him for Hyde. No, probably not. Maybe for um, Gaskin. Drop him for Gaskin maybe. What about Zach Moss? I would try to trade him to the Singletary owner, but I I wouldn't drop Zach Moss. I'm how injured? What, how injured is Zach Moss? Right could, now? I, I, I was I was looking for news on Zach Moss right right before we came on because I've been interested in trying to trade for him. Uh, there's no new news this this week, but um, the hope is he'll be back and they get the number one matchup on the matchup tool for opposing runners this week, and so that's why I was kind of interested in sniffing around to see if the Zach Moss owner could. Could maybe want to get rid of him. All right, I, and I, I, I know you're you're going to get rid of Benny Snell right now, right? He's another one that's a perfect. I mean, this is clearly something we'll need to talk about on this week's episode of the Tradecast, Alex. All these guys, all the Pollards, the Edmonds, the Snells, it, the Hides. If you don't own the principal running back in those situations, you need to this week take that backup that is dead weight on your roster and trade them to the owner of that principal back in your league. I think everybody has been scared enough at this point, if they vote a Connor or Carson or whatnot to probably be open to finding a way to make that happen. At the beginning of the season, we like to handcuff other people's players. As the season begins to vest, we like to begin to handcuff our own players and start to, and start to cover our own ass. And that's just, that's a, that, you know, that's, that's the way we like to play it, but it's also just the general way that a lot of fantasy owners think you know they like to get things short up as you get into the get into the season and you know who the actual handcuff is and finally byron the biggest question of all i think the one that's on everybody's mind k 
can 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 we really think about dropping Bryce Love at this point? <laughs> I'm gonna have to sleep on it, Alex. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that after you sleep on it, you'll probably, you'll probably wake up and say, "Yes, it's 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 100 okay to drop Bryce Love." If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.